One thing I do know, it is very difficult to raise the price of your product after you have launched it out there or communicated it to your customers. You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me every Tuesday and Friday when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice on making in the UK. Let's crack on with the show. Welcome to episode 83 of the Make It British podcast. So on last week's episode, I showed you some of the things that can affect a garment's cost price. And that's number 81, if you want to go back and have a listen. I know a lot of you found that really useful. So I thought on today's episode, I would take it one step further and look at selling prices and how you can make sure that you have got your selling prices right whether you're producing a product or even if you are a manufacturer making in the UK. Now, whilst the most common calculation for working out a selling price for a product can be to take the cost price and double it or triple it, depending on whether you're wholesaling or not, there are so many other factors that can come into play when you decide what your final selling price is going to be and how you can make sure that you have got that cost price right from the very start. And as someone who is listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you manufacture in the UK or that you're planning to do so. And in that instance, getting your prices right is going to be pretty important to you because making in the UK isn't, is never going to be the cheapest, as we know. But you should never be ashamed of those prices that you are putting out there because it's about offering a quality made in the UK product. So my background was in buying um, for many years before I started Make It British. So pricing was a key part of what I did before. And I, one thing I do know, it is very difficult to raise the price of your product after you have launched it out there or communicated it to your customers. So the golden rule has to be, and the one thing you should take away from this episode, if nothing else, is don't go out too low with your price to start with. Now, the reason it's difficult to raise your prices, and, and yes, you know, there are instances where brands do increase their prices, like on a core product over, over time and quite often over a long period of time, they will gradually, slowly up the price, do that quite often by introducing a premium version of that product so that the customer sort of perceives that more value is being added to it. So yes, you can increase your price slowly, but it takes time. And so it's much better to get it right from the start. And it's also far more likely that a price will go down over time, you know, due to things like offering special discounts or the line being discontinued or even your competitors lowering the price of a similar product and therefore disrupting the market that you're in. And also, if you're a manufacturer, you're going to do nothing for customer relations if you quote a cost price to your customer. And then when it comes to the final production, you need to raise it because you got your calculations wrong or something else came into play that affected your final costs. 
And that does happen, I know, because I get people calling me and they say, well, I've started working with this manufacturer and the production is just about to start. And then now the final cost price has gone up. And I can guarantee if you're a manufacturer, that is one way to lose customers fast is by having to increase your prices at the very last minute because you realise you went out too cheap to start with. And another reason that you need to make sure that you have got your price right from the start is that cost prices will usually go up rather than down. You know, raw material prices can change. Exchange rate can affect the cost of raw materials. Your overheads will most likely go up. General inflation, all that sort of thing. It's a tough world, but that's the way it goes. Cost prices go up and selling prices go down. So how can you win? How can you sense check that you have got your selling price right from the start? Well, I think there's three important factors to take into account, and I'm going to run through those with you now. So the first one is to test the market and find out what people are actually willing to pay. And that doesn't mean asking friends and family if they would pay that much for your product because they're going to be nice and they're going to say yes. It means if it's a new product, find a way of getting that product in front of customers and in front of people who are likely to part for their, with their cash for it at that particular moment and for the real price that you want to charge for it and the, a price that allows you to actually make some profit. So that means getting that product in front of your target audience when they're at a point where they are willing to spend money. That could be in the form of sending an offer out in an email or a newsletter to your subscribers and actually getting people to buy that way. It could even mean putting a post out on Instagram and asking people to DM you to buy something, especially if it's a sample or a first time, like a one-off product that you've made. But what I think actually works best and the best way to find out if someone wants to buy your products is actually say that price to your customer face to face and watch their reaction. So how do you get in front of them face to face? Well, can you do a live event where you can meet them? Can you do a launch event that you invite people to? Can you do a pop up shop where you can actually go out and meet people and talk to them as they're thinking about buying your products? Or even a local market where you're amongst like minded businesses and that you know your target customers go to. Or it might even be a Kickstarter or a crowdfunding campaign if you're just starting out. They're great for testing the water. So get that intention from your customer by testing the market and getting out there and putting your product at your ideal price in front of people. Number two is to look at what your competitors are charging a caveat to that is to make sure that the product that your customers are selling is comparable in quality to what it is that you're selling. So this is often where I see people go wrong with a UK made product. They try and price themselves in line with mass manufactured products which are made overseas and that is never going to work. You need to look for similar products to those that you are producing that are made to the same quality and don't forget that your product has got the added value of being made in the UK. So don't try and put yourself in line with a high street brand who's making everything overseas in, in the hundreds and thousands when you're actually only making a small quantity because that's just going to be a recipe for disaster. So that is my point number two 
look at what your competitors are charging so that you've got an idea of what the prices are out there in the marketplace. And number three, and the most important, I think, is if you need to charge more and if you think your product is worth more, then does your marketing and your customer service match up to the pricing that you need to be charging or that you want to be charging? You know, if you're selling a luxury made in the UK product, does your customer have a luxury experience when they buy that product from you? Does your website convey quality and does your packaging live up to the product? And one of my bugbears, are you letting people know that your product is made in the UK and that your product has that added value and therefore that is why it costs maybe a little bit more? And the same rules apply if you're a manufacturer. Does your factory environment match up to your pricing? When your customer walks in, do they feel they're going to do they feel that you're going to make the product to the highest standard that they expect if they're going to be charging that much to make it with you? Now, if you're a manufacturer and you want to know how you can charge what you're actually worth, I highly recommend listening to episode number 80 of this podcast, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes, where I went to visit garment manufacturer Mustafa Fuit. Now, Mustafa, he makes for some of the top brands in the UK. In fact, I think all over the world. And his prices, I'm sure, aren't the cheapest. In fact, they are probably some of the most expensive CMT prices in the UK. Now, are his machinists 100 times better than all of the other garment manufacturers in the UK? Possibly not. Sorry, Mustafa. But, you know, they're great machinists. But are they are they so much better? No, maybe not. But what Mustafa does is that his factory, it's, you know, it's sparkling clean. He has beautiful plants everywhere. It's white. It's bright. It feels like a luxury environment. And visitors are treated like royalty. I mean, he has had royalty there. He had Princess Anne come to visit. But everyone is treated like a princess when they go to Mustafa's place. And so because his customer service is top notch, he can charge top prices. So those are my three factors that I think you need to take into account to make sure you've got your prices right. Test the market. Make sure you can sell your product to the customer and the real customer, not your friends and family. Look at what the marketplace and your competitors are charging, but make sure that it's a comparable product. And also ensure that your marketing your and your whole customer experience matches up to your prices. At the end of the day, there is no magic formula with prices. Quite a lot of the time, it's like a gut feeling for this is how much this product is worth. And actually, if you do end up using the formula and stick rigidly to it, you might you might even be undercharging and underselling yourself. And if you set your price too low in the hope that one day you're going to increase volume, you're going to sell much more, that can actually damage your brand. So always start out higher at the beginning and go for quality over quantity if you make in the UK. It's much easier to lower your prices than it is to raise them further down the line. And if you are developing a product in the UK, particularly if it's within fashion and textiles, and you want me to help you getting that product off the ground, 
then I can definitely help. I've got several ways that you can work with me, either on a one-to-one basis or in a group program. And I'm just about to relaunch my group program, which I will be announcing very soon on this podcast. But if you want to make sure you hear all about that, just go to the link that says work with me, which is on my website. And I'll give you some more details. I'll also put the link for how you can find out more about working with me in the show notes for this podcast, which you will be able to find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash 083. Right. I will be back with you next Tuesday when I have got a very special factory tour for you, which I know you're going to love. I'll see you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there's also bonus episodes occasionally. So don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so that you get notified every time a new episode goes live. And if you enjoyed the show, I would really love it if you left me just a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye bye.